I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. Today's episode is all about how to navigate the holidays with food allergies. You may have started to notice a theme in the last few episodes. We are well and truly getting ready for the holidays. Thanksgiving is just a few short weeks away for our American friends, and Christmas is also only five weeks away. Ugh, it feels so strange saying that, especially since I haven't even started my shopping yet. Ugh. Celebrating the holidays with a feast, which we all do, can be a bit of a minefield for allergy sufferers, and no one understands this better than Beth from Bon Appetit. That's appetit spelt with an AIP, as in the AIP diet which aids in healing from autoimmune-related diseases. Beth is mama to a beautiful boy, a self-taught cook, and a photographer. Besides the kitchen, her favorite place is the backyard where she chases her kiddo and is attempting to turn her black thumb green. Oh, me too, Beth. She struggles with chronic health issues and uses the AIP diet and natural remedies to find stability in her health. She finds joy in eating to heal and sharing her recipes and wellness tips with others over at her blog. I had the opportunity to pick Beth's brain about not only how to deal with holiday events as a food allergy sufferer, but also how hosts can help include food allergy sufferers in the meal with ease. This week's recipe of the week is chocolate covered almonds. They are so unbelievably easy to make. I love to roast my almonds before covering them in the chocolate, which is simple to do in either the oven or in an air fryer if you have one. Oh, I love my air fryer. These are a great treat to bring to holiday parties or get-togethers or you know what, I just keep them in the fridge for me. (laughs) To grab the recipe link or any of the links discussed in today's episode, head to cookitrealgood.com slash 16. Now, let's dive in. Welcome to the Cook It Real Good podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Now, before we get into today's chat, can I please ask what your last cooking fail was? Oh, you know, I wish I could say it was a really long time ago, but it was like a few weeks ago. Um, I was trying to make uh, banana bread, um, but I was trying to do it to fit within the AIP diet. Um, And if you know anything about the autoimmune protocol, um, it's a diet where it's not only gluten-free, but it's soy-free, dairy-free, grain-free, egg-free. So so there's not a lot of options and um, baking is very, very difficult. (laughs) I'm just putting that out there. And it was one of my worst fails ever. It just turned into like, it was burnt on the top. It was like stoop in the middle. It was embarrassing. Some of those like turning, I usually find it with like gluten-free baking. And I've, I know a lot of other people have said that too. Um, but when you're turning like a traditional baking recipe and trying to make tweaks, sometimes it's just so hard. It just ends up not being quite right. Yeah. Yeah, AIP baking is its own beast, and it's it's quite difficult. <laughs> I'm repeating how difficult that is, so I don't look 
like that all that terrible because you'd think banana bread would be one of the simpler things. But um, yeah, when you're not dealing with, you know, wheat or dairy or eggs, like baking becomes really hard. Absolutely. And it just means that all of the recipes that are baking on your site are tried and tested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It means that, yeah, I put a lot of love into those. Yes, exactly. Now, today we're going to talk a bit more about um, allergies and food sensitivities and tolerances and how to deal with them around the holidays. You are someone who suffers from um, allergies and you are obviously going to be able to share that insight with us about being the person who's going to the holiday meal and how to handle those conversations, but um, also to talk about how to prepare for yourself going into those situations. So I'm really, really looking forward to this. To kick us off, could you please talk a little bit about like, what's the difference between allergies, sensitivities, intolerances? Is there a difference? Um, And what are like some of the common ones that people have? Sure. Um, So allergies are like an an immune response to um, a certain organism like a bee sting or, you know, gluten or uh, dairy, something like that, or yeah, like eggs. Um, And allergies can range, the reactions can range anywhere from mild to really severe and like threatening. Um, Some of the things that you really need to be concerned about are um, the systemic reactions, reactions that are happening to your whole system that can lead to anaphylactic shock. Those are the kind of reactions you need to like get to the hospital for and um, to be seen by a doctor and make sure that um, you get those taken care of right away. And sensitivities um, or intolerances that are actually the same thing, um, just a different name. But those are not life-threatening. However, reactions can also be quite severe. They can be range from just like a rash to um, kind of GI symptoms. But they all need to be taken very seriously because even though it's just a sensitivity and it's not necessarily life-threatening, um, the reaction is can be can be days. It can be very upsetting to the system as someone that has a lot of these sensitivities it's yeah it's quite painful and you definitely don't want to um you just don't want to mess with it they all they all definitely need to be taken seriously for sure um and just some common allergies are for, to food are like nuts um i think everybody's aware of like a peanut allergy or an egg allergy those are really common um and even allergies to gluten, um, people with gluten allergies are called have called uh, celiac disease. Um, and some common intolerances or sensitivities would be um, everybody's heard of lactose intolerance. So anybody that has a lactose intolerance knows just how uncomfortable that really is. Mm-hmm. And you, so your blog and you are all about the AIP diet. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. The it's AIP is short for the autoimmune protocol diet. So this is a healing diet that is like a stricter version of the paleo diet. And the purpose is to heal from, um, allow your body time to heal from autoimmune diseases or autoimmune related diseases um, by just removing foods from your diet that cause inflammation. Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And um, how long have you been following that now? I have been on it for about 
three years. And you're feeling much better now? Yes. I mean, it definitely gave me a template um, and a way to really understand what was happening with my body and a way to um, safely reintroduce. It gave my time, my body time to heal and allow me to safely reintroduce some food because that's kind of the purpose. AIP isn't forever. It's meant to just give your body time to heal and then allow you to reintroduce those foods in hopes that um, these sensitivities don't last forever. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So coming from someone who is following a stricter diet to cater for allergies and sensitivities, how do you prepare to eat out? Like, so if be at a restaurant or going to someone's house, um, how do you handle that? Um, Well, there's a few things you can do. Um, The first is don't panic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it is stuff you have to do to just prepare in advance just to be um, like call, call ahead. Find out what the what their menu is. Talk to the wait staff. Talk to talk to the chef if you have to. Find out um, find out which foods or which dishes they offer that can be adapted to fit your requirement. And then just be open and honest um, with people and let them know exactly why you're you're calling and tell them that you have food allergies and. You know, like just be, I think, I think everybody appreciates the honesty and in some companies, some restaurants may say, listen, we can't serve you. And then you'd be like, okay, that's fine. I totally understand. But you know, I'm going to bring my own meal so that, that the rest of my party can still enjoy. I think it's also important to just um, be firm um, and not let people um, make you feel guilty for being sick. Uh, you don't need to apologize for being sick. You don't need to apologize for your illness. It's not something you you asked for. Um, it's just the way things are. And you're really just doing the best that you can to deal with an uncomfortable situation. Sometimes it's just not, it's just not worth it to like risk your health just, just to appease other people. So just, just be firm. No, 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 know your limits basically and then the other thing is too like I am very open about my health so if people ask questions or people question me uh, I'm fully willing to um, educate them on um, on my health or the issue of allergies and sensitivities and how important it is to take seriously in these situations but not everybody is that open you don't I mean, you don't owe anyone an explanation. You don't need to go into detail about your health issues. I mean, your health is very personal and it's private. You, I think it's important that you let people know that you have allergies that that could be life-threatening or uh, harmful. But beyond that, like you don't really need to go into detail and that is totally okay. It's up to you to set those boundaries and whatever you decide is, is okay. It's fine. I like that. The point to say you don't have to apologize for starters because, yep, you didn't do this on purpose. You're not being picky. You just actually can't eat food, certain foods. And then the second thing about that you don't have to go into detail, you're right. Like it's your privacy. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. You don't You don't owe anyone an explanation. I really like you, like that point particularly. Um, and do you find most people like, so like say if you're going to dinner parties, are most people approachable when you're talking to them about it? Uh, I would say yes. I would say most people are, they're willing, they're, they're intrigued by it. So they're, they're definitely 
going to ask questions and stuff. Um, and it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I'm really open about talking about it. And I really, I really have answers for people about how I feel. Um, but this took, it took years to get to this point. So that's why I always say you have to set your own boundaries. But for the most part, I feel like people are relatively okay with it. Like for the most part, like I know I always feel like a big imposition. I feel like I feel really uncomfortable about being so different from everybody else and not just going with the flow and not just not being able to eat what everybody else eats. Um, but for the most part, people are like, they just don't care. They're like, okay, you do you. Like, whatever you need, that's totally fine. And so it's not as big of a deal as I always make it out to be in my head. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. I think sometimes we're our worst enemies. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're just you the anxiety builds as you're going to a new situation. Um, But once you once you do it a few times, and you realize that, you know, everyone's just minding their own business, um, it's not it won't be that big of a deal. Um, And the other thing I forgot to say is I think it's really important for whether you're at a dinner party or you're out to a restaurant, thank your host, thank your server, I always thank them in advance. I'd be like, I always say, you know what, like, I have food allergies, I've called ahead, I just want to thank you right now. I I realize that this is extra work for you and this is, you know, this is, this is different. This isn't, this makes, you know, makes a headache for everybody. So I just want to thank you in advance. Um, And I thank them again at the end of the meal when I'm healthy and well, and I've had no reactions (laughs) because it's a big deal. I think it's, it's exhausting to be sick. And I think it's so tiring to be having to be so vigilant. So, so it's a really big deal that people um, take the time and they put the extra effort in to make sure that you're healthy that you're well. Definitely. And you find like a lot of restaurants these days are actually quite open to dealing with food allergies and they do take it very seriously. Um, I know over here, I've seen quite a lot of restaurants that now have like separate stations where they don't ever touch gluten things in there and things like that, which I think goes a long way to making people feel comfortable eating at their places. Yes. I mean, there's more awareness now than there ever has been. And I think it's a wonderful thing for people like me that um, previously didn't have much, very many options. Yeah. Okay. So let's flip, flip it the other way. How, so like we do have holidays coming up. If you're the host, how do you prepare to cater for guests who have allergies and sensitivities? Um, Well, I think the first thing is just to take your guest's health seriously. Um, I know when it comes to allergies and sensitivities, people are kind of sensitive to it because there's a lot of it that, you know, gluten-free is kind of fatty. It's kind of, it may be a phase for some people, um, but for for others, um, like people like celiac, with people with celiac disease, like they, they cannot consume it. It is a full-blown allergy. Um, it is life-threatening. It's not, as a host, it's not my place to judge other people's health. And so if someone tells me they have allergies or sensitivities and they absolutely cannot eat certain foods, like you need to take that seriously. You, you can't make a judgment for somebody else. And if as a host, you can't handle the food requirements, then just say so in advance. Be like, listen, like, here's the menu. If this is what you can eat. Great. If not, feel free to like bring a dish or prepare your own meal. Um, for myself, when I go visit other people, I just, I just don't want to be a burden. And so I just always say, listen, like, I really appreciate the invite. Thank you so much for making the effort. I'm just going to bring my own meal just to ensure my safety because, you know, getting sick at a dinner party takes all the fun out of it. (laughs) 
for everyone. So it's just easier when you have um, more severe and extensive allergies or sensitivities just to to take that precaution. That definitely makes sense. And I think that with what you said about asking to bring a dish and things like that, I think sometimes people think that that's being rude or, um, but you're right. If it's keeping you safe and like, it's obviously easy for you to cook yourself a meal because you know what you eat, but a lot of people might not be used to cooking that way. Um, or, you know, it's not that they're not taking it seriously, but they might not realize that, Hey, if you've just chopped up a bunch of nuts and then you chop up these vegetables, that's really dangerous for uh, someone with a nut allergy or things like that. Exactly. Which is why as a host, don't be offended if someone can't eat the food that you're making because they have allergies, because it's, it's a legitimate concern. Cross-contamination is a legitimate concern for people like me. Um, if you are making, um, if you put like sesame oil or peanut oil and you make it in a, a pan and then you don't thoroughly wash out that pan and you make the food that I'm going to eat in the next, in that same pan, like then I'm going to get sick. Um, and nobody wants that. So I think it's just really like, just don't be offended if I can't eat it. Like if I say I'm just going to pass uh, or I'm going to bring a dish of my own or I'm going to eat my own food because it, Trust me, I would love to just be able to eat whatever I want, but it's just not worth the health issues. Definitely. Uh, I think that sometimes as well, it can be like, it's lovely that they want to go out of their way. Like if someone was coming to my house and they needed something special, like I would definitely want to cater to them, but I also wouldn't be offended if they were saying like, I'm so happy that you want to do that for me, but it's probably just easier if I do it. I'm not going to be offended by that because it totally makes sense. Like they, they don't know what my workspace is like. They, they don't have that information. And I, I would want you to be safe just as much as anything else. I think it's hard for people to maybe comprehend how extensive and severe that they can be. And you're just not realizing what is that all the ingredients that makes up the food that you eat because you don't have to you don't have to be aware of it so why would you so but someone like me I read everything that I know exactly what's in everything I eat like um I have to be hyper aware or as the host I don't want to put that on the host and that just why you're you're hosting why put one more stress on you like it just it doesn't need to be like I'm if I say I'm fine with it then I'm fine with it. And I think as a, a guest, one of the best things you could do to make someone like me feel at ease and make the night go smoothly is just to be kind because it is so exhausting to continually have these conversations about food and have, it's very almost confrontational. It's very, for me, it almost feels like aggressive. Like I always have to be on. So when someone as host is kind, um, it kind of, I don't know, it, it's very, it's very calming to me and it I feel like I can just take a nice sigh of relief be like oh she gets it you know I appreciate this kindness because um not everyone is just that it just makes it easier for me and not everyone is that way I guess you also don't want someone um singling you out or putting a big neon sign above your head at the dinner party like oh Beth doesn't eat this stuff <laughs> right that has happened on quite a few occasions I may add um like so like I said social situations are really difficult to navigate and they are um for someone that's really private about their health like having that big spotlight on you can be really really uncomfortable um and it's taken me a lot of years to be, be comfortable with it if someone asks questions like I know what to say I know how to handle it and I'm, I'm comfortable 
doing that. I'm comfortable enough to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. Um, but for the majority of people, that is not the case. It is a very private thing. And it takes it just takes a long time to get really, really comfortable with it. Sometimes people just don't ever really get comfortable with it. So um, try to not, as a host, don't make a big deal about it. Like, if you don't make a big deal about it, nobody else is going to make a big deal about it. And just try to, I mean, I think it's important to remember, we're just like everybody else. <laughs> we just have to, you know, we just can't eat certain foods. So, and we just want to be treated like everybody else. And it's already a little bit odd maybe that we're not enjoying the same foods as everybody else. So just to keep things as normal as possible and just make us part feel like we're part of the group. Yeah, I, I think that makes everybody a little bit more at ease. I think almost all of us know someone who struggles with either intolerances or allergies and is likely to share a meal with them at some point, either out or invite them to our holiday dinners. So I think that this chat is going to go a long way into helping not only the people with the allergies have the conversation with the host, but the host to know how to navigate it too because you know I think people do worry about being rude but it's not being rude it's just coming to an agreement of what that looks like because you don't want to exclude someone who has food allergies from your meal Um, you want them to be able to come and have a nice time and everyone enjoy themselves and they absolutely can it's just you know it's a conversation that you get you and the host need to have or um, the allergy sufferer need to have and um, I think everybody can have like a really enjoyable time. Absolutely. Well, thank you Beth so much for coming on and sharing those tips with us. Before I go, I might just ask you what is your favorite holiday meal that's on your blog? Favorite holiday or, meal? Or like dish, I should say. <laughs> I have a pumpkin pie recipe. It's a no-bake pumpkin pie. Yeah. And the, the filling is like, it straight up tastes like my mom something by it's pretty amazing oh all right i'm gonna link that in the show notes i love those recipes where you've like changed it but it still tastes like the real deal like that's Mm -hmm. when you know you've hit a winner (laughs) yeah it's, it's a winner for sure. Awesome. And will you let my listeners know where they can find you? Sure. You can find me over at bonappetit.com. It's um, spelled a little differently though. It's B-O-N-A-I-P-P-E-T-I-T.com. I love it. I love that. <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm like, that's clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks. I really enjoyed chatting with Beth about all things food allergy related. I think that it can sometimes be difficult to understand if you are not a food allergy sufferer or no one close to you is one. Um, And you might not know how to cater for them around the holidays, but I know that everyone who is cooking a holiday meal wants to be inclusive for everybody who's attending. And Beth had some great tips on how to do that. Just treat them like anybody else. Ask them if they can bring something that they can eat so that that's easy and covered and just enjoy the time together. We have so many great holiday episodes that are lined up and I can't wait to share them with you. So keep your keep your ears tuned in. <laughs> I was going to say keep your eyes peeled, but uh, yeah, that works too. Keep your eyes peeled on the podcast app. Now, while I'm talking about the podcast app, if you have enjoyed any of our episodes and you want to help support the podcast, I would love if you could rate and review our podcast in Apple Podcasts. I think I said podcast like 20 times fast there, didn't I? (laughs) So it's very easy to do. If you're unsure, I actually have all the steps in um, a link that's on the the, uh, show notes, which you can go to. But basically, if you add a rate and review... 
It just helps Apple recognize that we're an up and coming podcast, helps us get into the feature podcasts in the charts. And that would be so awesome if you could give your thoughts. And if you want to contact me directly, my lines are always open. Cassie at cookitrealgood.com. If you have any episode requests or you'd like to be on an episode and want to pitch an idea, I'd love to hear from you. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook. Cook it real good. Bye. Bye.